0: Gorilla Healer presents Farms Not Farms Podcast, season two, sponsored by buildthesoil.com. Well, I'm I'm ready you to know, go. without without further ado, I would like to welcome you to the Farms Not Farms Podcast. We are here today with another special guest. And uh, this guest is a little different than some of our other guests in terms of his focus and, uh, you know, his mission in life is very similar to everybody else that I have on here, though. I really like to offer a wide array of education, things that inspire me that are part of various aspects of life that all affect us and that all have the ability to benefit our quality of life in in many ways. So, without further ado, if 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 you actually would be so kind to introduce yourself so that people can know who you are, what you're doing, and then we can get into it. Sure. Uh, my name is Miles Filipelli.
1: I'm a grower primarily. I have a little small farm out in Western Colorado. I grow. Uh, hemp and ganja and vegetables and flowers and whatever I can pull off out here in the under the Colorado Sun um, I've been working with um, patients and cannabis in like the the non-smoker realm for about 10 years now and, and transitioning from you know like smoking weed and that scene to the the more patient side of things and the you know, finding the highest form of the medicine and getting it to the people who need it the most.
0: Awesome. So, you know, first things first, when you say the non-smoking side of things, what are you referring to for the people that are kind of unsure? I mean, like what, what
1: mainstream culture tells us weed is, which is like, you know, the Cheech and Chong thing, which is like, I mean, I'm a part of the whole of the ganja culture. I mean, weed should taste good is my thing for that, for my seeds and genetics and all that. But, like at the same time, the just the the market and the the industry of, that centers around um, traditional users, I guess you would say, or like like smokers and that culture, which I mean I love and I'm a part of, but at the same time, it's like I had my fill of and, in being a contributor to, and I see the greater, the much greater potential for cannabis as a medicine that that I've that I've always wanted to pursue that and been. And I've been fortunate to be able to do that in the last like 10 years to to kind of make that transition and still be a part of the ganja world and the smoker world and that, but also to to have access to a different group of people who are, who are, who need it actually, you know, and it's not, it's not just a recreational thing, Um, you know, so give thanks for the recreating and the, and the vibes of like legalization and the smokers all coming together. That's great. But for me to be like more fulfilled in it and to really feel like I'm doing the plant justice, I have to I had to
0: make this change. And so what is the palpability? What's the the um, tangibility of the change? What's what's different now?
1: I mean, I don't sell weed. I, I, I smoke my own harvests, which, you know, for a long time, it was like grow weed, sell it, make money, like live eat like that's how it happens you know that was a long that was a lot of my life and coming out to Colorado and being really part of a true medical program and seeing the potential and, and meeting the people who are in need and um the the physical side of it was years of research and and trial and error on making a form of medicine that I felt comfortable that I could standardize I could give it to everybody and say like this is going to help I feel like this is going to help and okay. Um, instead of just selling pounds of weed. Um, so this, this, these other forms I, I'd make a tincture now, which is, I, I have a lot of faith in and a lot of, uh, you know, good feedback on and years of, of use now. So that's, that's like the physical part of the industry of, of the market. And the, actually what I've changed is like, I get to smoke my harvest. I get, I have to grow more to make sure I have enough tincture for a year of, of patients that I could have potential to help. So, You know, it's pushed me to go harder and to and just to kind of suss out the best the best place to put it. You know, with in the weed game, it's just about like sell your weed and go on your way. And it wasn't really always it was about the safest buyers. And now it's really about like who needs it, who can I get it to, who's not going to waste it, like Mm. who's going to actually use this. That's my biggest thing. Is like I'm I'll send people whatever. If but if they're going to put it on the shelf and not use it and be afraid to use it. You know that's it's like the people who need it are going to take it and i want and i'm trying to get it into the people who are going to
0: actually use it so you know i guess to fulfill this conversation because it's incredibly important and uh just to you know to proceed the, the the um another main focus that i want to uh you know nourish in this conversation or cultivate in this conversation i i I just want to speak to what you're saying, because for me, somebody whose life has seen similar, has has enjoyed similarities in the sense where, you know, for a long time from, you know, late nineties on, I did the same thing, you know, I smoked, I sold herb and uh, eventually grew herb and, you know, yada, yada. From that, when I came out to Colorado, I came out here for music and I came out here to grow. And I had, I really didn't understand the medical side of things until I started learning about what many people know. I started learning about cannabis oil, and what many people know is Rick Simpson oil. And then I started learning about our endocannabinoid system, and I started understanding that the, the, you know, getting your card or legalization movement is not just about smoking without getting arrested. There's so much more to it. And unfortunately, and I say unfortunately with big, bold letters, the medical side of things has been completely shadowed by recreational um, interests, And in that way has basically nearly, well, let's just say damaged the caregiver industry while it was being abused by many people in some way, shape or form in terms of growing a lot of plants to not necessarily help people who had medical conditions. At the same time, we're talking about a plant that's non-toxic. So I'm not for prohibition. I'll just say that with that. You know, being said, when there's limited resources, because let's be honest, there's always going to be more people. Well, in the past, there's been more people sick than there is oil. So, with that being said, there's limited resources. And so, in that way, people who are going to um, you know, get the resources, you know, everybody's different. We don't want to pressure anybody into doing anything. We don't want to say, Hey, if you're not going to do it, don't, don't take it. Or don't come to me or yada, yada. If you're going to believe in fear, don't talk to me. I want to make it very, and I'm sure you do too. You want to make a very, Um, smooth transition into opening up the dialogue about what this is all about, what the potentials are, where I can research more to make an educated decision for myself as an individual sovereign being should, or, or has the ability to do. And with that being said, you know, it's important that we are delegating the, these, you know, valuable and limited resources to people who are truly looking to invest in their own health, because that's where we see incredible success and uh sometimes you know there's no guarantees the only guarantees will come in a you know perhaps somebody like miles or me or many some other people out here that we know is that you're going to probably get some quality quality material there's no guarantees it's going to work just the same as any other treatment or or what you might call yourself uh, your own treatment out there you know the potential of not working exists um though you know it's thank you for bringing that up because there are you know, for somebody who gave away oil and, and 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 you know, healthy edibles and whatnot for, for many years without asking for a penny, I saw who was really getting enabled by continuing to make the choices that they were making to perhaps keep them in an the unhealthy position they were in, or who was actually investing in their own well-being and utilizing the limited resources that I was sharing with them in order to get ahead. And, you know, again, there's no guarantee. Some people are going to try everything and it's still unfortunately not going to work, but you only know if you get in there. So thanks for bringing that up. And if there's anything you want to say in response to that, you know,
1: I think, I think an interesting thing you touched on is like the difference difference between caregivers, between somebody who's growing, and this is kind of a passe thing now because the caregiver model has kind of been stomped out and there's not many of them like official, real, like on paper caregivers anymore because the state uh, regulations are so restrictive and, and um, you know, just so much extra work on top of being a caregiver, what you have to do for the state is just restrictive. So, but, but the two kind of caregivers, the difference uh, of them are the ones that grow specifically for people in need and, have, and are in contact with those people and are, and are kind of, would say, coaching them, so to speak, on like their benefits, their doses, their usage, their concerns, educating them further, all that. And then the other kind of caregiver, we'll call, is the person who grows weed and trims it up and bags it up and sells it to people, right? And so we, there's been this concept that there's this, there's a difference between those two people. And there is, but only in their hearts and in the, the action of it is So this phrase that's kind of connects to this that's come up is all use is medical use. Mm. It's like even the guy smoking it just as a stoner or whatever, they don't get it or they don't know that they're getting those beneficial benefits, but they're still getting them. They're still like activating that endocannabinoid system by why, whatever use they're consuming in the black market, no matter their sourcing or anything, they're still getting those benefits. Right? So um so I kind of and I, a good story I had is this I had a friend move out to Colorado when I was out here and she was living in my house and she was like got a job at like McDonald's or something and just was eat just just working and making her way and she was smoking a lot of herb with me and she was like wow like you know I was so angry back east and I had so much anger and I smoked herb back there but I didn't like I didn't you know I couldn't afford a lot I don't I never smoked like you do out here all right you know and I'm like yeah we smoke a lot and she said she said, yeah, the anger is like the herb is really helping me with my anger. And I never knew that because I just didn't have access to it the way I do in Colorado, where you could just walk in a store. Like sometimes my guy was out in, in the black market. And, so, and that's my my tale of like all uses, medicinal use. This this woman wasn't taking herb thinking it was going to help her. She was taking herb as like as the smoker side, the, the other side, you know, the, but it, it really was bringing benefits one way or the other and at, the, at a certain level of use when you're really getting into the dosage realm they were ca- actually perceiving the benefits and um, you know so, so I think like I think it's important to note that even even without the, the heart of the caregiver is in the right place when they're doing it for the people and uh, the intentions aren't the same but the, the end result often even if you're just send packs wherever people taking your packs like people whatever that they're there's benefits in those bags of weed, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we that we're all somewhat oblivious to because our minds and hearts are in a different places for the paper, you know, like it ain't and it, but it ain't all about that. There's a lot else going on.
0: Salute. So that's where I first realized many years ago. I won't date myself, but many years ago, we, you know, I used to. I have said this before on the show. I said, you know, I used to go in the bathroom and smoke and um and sneak sneak smoking and sometimes i'd go in there and i'd have to go and i'd have to go and i'd smoke and i realized wow it healed my stomach ache you know and i grew up with a stomach ache all the time because i was eating garbage let's be honest and you know cannabis really really helped me and i remember looking out the window one day in the bathroom smoking and be like, this is gonna be medicine one day, it's gonna be legal. And I was just projecting the future, like, is it possible, yada, yada, and I just saw it. And here we are, like, my whole life's dedicated to it. You know what I mean? It has been ever since I fell in love with it freaking 20 years ago more. And, um, you know, so yes, you know, for me, smoking saved my life, yeah. you know? Saved my life. And, and, and that's not a joke, like, I was a teenager who was going to commit suicide and I ended up rolling up the fattest blunt I ever saw and just stuffed a godfather basically, right? And I ended up being in the woods and I was so high, I, I just came to when I was drooling on myself. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, holy shit. Cause I, you know, you think like, all right, you come to again when you're really high and you're like, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, I came out here to do it. And I was feeling so good, I was like, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? And I just laughed at myself and saw myself from a different angle. And thank God I had the chronic that was able to get me into that position because I'm here today to be able to talk about it. And, you know, I had issues after that too. And life issues, learning how to, you know, eat right, learning how to balance my mind by eating right. And by being in an environment that was healthy for me, my family was splitting up. So there was a whole lot of variables that was going on that the herb helped me Love life. okay. And so salute for your focus in that, because how I said it might not allude to all of the factors in the full spectrum of what the other quote unquote caregivers are doing, who people who are just growing packs. Right. And for those of you who don't know what that means, people who are just going, you know. Bags of weed in, 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 in you know volume in order to sell it. It doesn't mean that they're any more of a criminal or any you know because they're not making cannabis oil, just like you and me who didn't even know about cannabis oil for most of our life, you know, it still helped us in way, one way shape or form. And the fact that being in a place where safe access is the name of the game, we have the ability to seek, to, tr- to use trial and error to seek strains that are best for us, but perhaps even at different times of the day, perhaps even on a different day. I might love this strain on this day and this strain on this day for different reasons. And really, that's just a beautiful, um, you know, world of cannabis. And similarly for food and similarly for so many other things, you know, look at, you know, wine may or may not have medical benefit. They say a glass of wine might help your heart, or something like that, for for the, for the blood. Or regardless, you know, you might drink different wines for different reasons, different alcohols for different reasons at different times, at different days, and whatever, whatever. So that also exists in the world of cannabis. And so, when you have safe access, you have the ability to truly find what's good for you because you're the only you in the world. And so, um, thank you, Miles. And moving on, you know, one of the reasons why I asked you to be on this show. Is because you are into um, you are contributing an industry to our world that I believe um, needs a lot of light on, and I am grateful for your work. And what I'm talking about is basically probiotic farming, fermenting you um, your uh, your plant food. You want to talk about that and open up a window into your world of, uh, of ferments for sure. I mean, it's always
1: been about quality to me. I mean, I'm I'm always, that's what weed should taste good is about. It's about quality. So by that doctrine, I've moved into organic or living soil and using as little um, salts as we call them or chemical inputs as I can. And, And on top of that, making as much of those inputs as possible. So you know necessity always So you mean bottle. making those inputs as opposed to buying bottled nutrients. Yeah, or even as opposed to going out and buying compost, making okay. your own compost. Or, you know, I mean like there's some things I can't make but there's some things I can and everybody's in their own situation but but this path led me to making my own these fermented plant extracts which um you know I was in Denver and I got raided and it was like had to kind of start over from scratch and was like literally scratching it and I was okay like, oh. wow was that thing i read on the forums a long time ago about making your own fertilizers out of plants and stuff and so i got back on and started studying and did it and it brought my cost down of of doing it and brought my quality up and um i never looked back and kind of just been been doing that ever since and uh i'm out here on the western slope so i'm, I'm out here by build the soil and, and they're a big distributor and they got they started just asking for them. I'd give them something for fun, be like, here's a bucket of the stuff I made. Tell me what you think. And they're like, we'd sell that. We'd sell. That. So it took off. And um, and I've been making them ever since for my own farm because I still use it, but now I'm bottling it up and selling it too. And what it is, is a um it's a lactic acid bacteria, which are specialized at decomposing organic matter. Um, so it's a brewing technique in water. Where you use lactic acid bacteria and a sugar source, which is like their quick food. They blow up, eat that sugar, and just population explodes. And then, end a nutrient rich plant matter. So, of course, I started out using our favorite plant. <laughs> you know, the cannabis plant was the, the original ferment for me. And, um, and it just worked really well. The plants loved it. And um, so, it's a brewing process of those three things the microbes the sugar source and the plant matter in water. And, um, and it creates a really stinky liquid, um, kind of, you know, s- depending on what you make it out of, it's kind of a stinky cider kind of smell. And, uh, I don't know, it's just been really good for me and I've been bottling it up. I just, just, uh, started putting labels on it and everything. And it's, uh, it's just, you know, give thanks because it's, it's like the thing that helped me when I needed it. And now it's kind of maintaining me and, and bringing, bringing light to the process.
0: Awesome. No doubt. Um, A couple questions are coming to mind. One, using the fermented extract of the plant that you're feeding. Two, um, so I w- want to talk about that a little bit, if that's a thing. Two, I want to talk about Um, what, why you're using these fermented plant extracts for anybody who's just growing cannabis or wants to grow cannabis and might want to grow better cannabis or, you know, whatever it is, like, talk about it. What's going on? Sure.
1: So, I mean, the concept is that plants grow in the, like plants growing in soil, the way that they evolved to do so on earth. Um, they, so the soil is full of organic matter, like broken down leaves, Rock dusts, all kinds of just organic materials that are in these in the soils. Um, rock dust is a bad example because they're not usually organic. But either way, the plant roots don't dead bugs, dead bugs, dead manure, all kinds dead of whatever's whatever, whatever's on the ground. The concept is the plant roots don't just wrap their roots around around a organic material and suck the energy out. There's a there's a complex symbiotic relationship going on in the soil where all these nematodes bacteria fungi all these this complex living ecosystem micro microscopic usually and and macroscopic including bugs and worms and stuff so they're all there's a complex uh ecosystem going on down there that the plant roots are a part of and the plant roots are um they're coexisting and and benefiting from what's going on down in that soil and if the soil life, if that if that ecosystem down there isn't diverse enough or isn't uh, active enough or doesn't have proper food sources, um, the, you can see it in the plants. And that's that's where, you know, like you see a forest floor in a jungle or in the forest, like things are happy, things are healthy. There's a coexistence there. Things that aren't meant to grow there don't grow there. In our cultivated world, we, we expect anything we wanna to grow to grow where we put it. And so we throw fertilizer on the ground and make it happen. Long-term, that's probably not the best best way to go. The diminishing returns are already starting to show after generations of doing so. So we're, we're starting to see this shift now happening into a growing in conjunction with these natural forces that are going on underneath the soil. So what, this, <clears throat> what these ferments do and what they add to that process is this lactic acid bacteria family is, a, is kind of like a, um, a bottom level of that food, uh, soil food web. there, the, the lactic acid bacteria be, becomes active in the soil and decomposes plant matter or b- organic matter in the soil and makes it available for the plants. Otherwise, the, those lactic acid bacteria die and become food sources for the existing uh, microbacteria in the soil, microbiology, all that living food source can just use the bacteria in these fermented plant extracts as a food source. So there's, it's just, it's adding a base level to your, to that living soil food web going on. Um, I know that got a little obtuse at moments, but (laughs) there's a, a lot going on in the soil and these things are support systems for it.
0: They so yeah. is it similar to our gut, whereas if we're taking probiotics or we're eating fermented foods, it's going to enable our digestive system to be stronger and ultimately allow us to uptake the nutrients better?
1: Yeah, man. It's the same thing. And lactic acid bacteria are actually a big part of human probiotics as well. I mean, it's the same functional ingredient in, the back, in this fermented plant extracts Mm -hmm. as are in a lot of probiotics lactobacillus yeah the lacto lactobacillus whole family
0: because there's a lot of them yeah Yeah. there are we have probiotics at gorillahealer.org that one is a plant-based lacto um and the other one is 10 strains and it has lacto in them as well different kinds of probiotics so i know through my research that you know having uh, fermented foods, which is probiotic, and as which feeds off of the prebiotics, the organic matter that that is there creates the uh, symbiotic relationship for the roots or the plant or our body to be able to uptake the beneficial nutrients. And something that from Probiotic Farmers Alliance and uh, Grokashi Allen Adkison said, who, who was on season one actually, probiotic farming episode. Um, You know, he he always talks about beneficial runoff. And you talked about growing fertilizers and it being detrimental over time. You know, you want to open up a little bit more of the window into what happens when farmers are now using uh, fermented plant extracts instead of, you know, and and getting stronger plants with higher BRICS counts and higher nutrient dense uh, plants rather than than, uh, growing with all these chemicals. What happens to your environment? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just it's just
1: bringing whether bringing a fuller form of life or bringing it back to life in a in a dead setting, like a conventionally grown setting. Um, There's a lot of benefits, even people growing like I mean, for one flavor, the quality of the herb, the terpene profiles being higher. And um, that's that's directly noticeable. That's empirical. So people are noticing that all, all the time. Like I get, that's the first feedback I usually get is their crop was more flavorful. And that's, that's always my favorite thing. Cause taste mm. good is the, is the motto <laughs> beyond that, beyond that, the it's, to me, it's really about long-term, especially because I have a farm I grow on the, in the actual native living. So like dirt. <laughs> um, so for long-term benefits, I think is really where you, where people see the best um use of this is where you see it over time where the organic matter isn't like an example is you throw a leaf on the soil and it just breaks down over like a a week it's gone like not not recognizable people are seeing it where you know they they've mulched before and now their mulch layers are are disappearing quicker after multiple runs using fermented plant extracts all these probiotic methods as you're talking about making that organic matter in the soil the prebiotic and accelerating mm-hmm. that that process is the name of the game is having that it
0: shows your at the activity down there in the soil and it's disappearing it because the plant is now having the ability to uptake those nutrients basically is what you're saying i mean that's
1: the end cause it's disappearing because the organic mm-hmm. the the biology in the soil is breaking it down and then the for result sure. of that is that the plant has more ability for sure Thank you. Yeah, it's not it's not lacking in any of those realms as long as long as you're you're still adding some there are shortages in the soil that have to be corrected mm. at some points which um you know there's still a lot of discussion between the like micronutrient balancing world and the soil biology world what the best route to do that is and um no matter what you're doing with it i think the ferments i know the ferments fit into it
0: one way or the other for sure you mean in terms of finding the right balance with you with 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 the ecosystem not having too much of this and and which might create less of that yeah
1: yeah the actual chemistry of it and the correction or the getting to that ideal place within the chemistry is still the you know you can you can get a soil doesn't add stuff back or you can um you know depend on organic matter and and biology to do so either way the ferments are aiding those processes to to bring all of that chemistry in line to to become so that the chemistry in the soil is is plant available indeed
0: and so people want their, their plants to be, you know, of all kinds to be more flavorful or nutrient dense. They can get your fermented plant extracts at build Correct. Yeah. That's the spot. Build All right. From
1: Shout out product. to build the soil
0: yeah. as always. We love you. And, uh, definitely want to talk about if we can, um, cannabis seeds oh. and, uh, the world of seeds and uh, anything you want to talk about in in that regard. Oh, for sure.
1: Well, I've been a breeder for a long time. I've always been about the flavor and the quality, like the taste of the herb. So I've always took it on myself to make these varieties that are going to be uniquely flavorful. Um, So I have, you know, the, the, Lists of seeds, the menus always coming out, always different things, working with some land races. So you're selling seeds? I mean, yeah, I have distributors that I'm working with. I'm about to be on seeds here now. and, and uh, But yeah, I sell seeds. I have ganja seeds and hemp seeds. Um, how so do
0: people, you know, talk talk about that and then also let people know how they could look more into that if they're sure. interested. For sure. Um, I'm on daga.love
1: for... To get seeds, d-a-g-g-a dot l-o-v-e. I'm on seeds here, I'll be on seeds here now soon. Seeds here now. Shout That's out right. to
0: Seeds here now.
1: Big love to all those. Guys. Like. I'm on uh, Deep Green Genetics, which I'm doing a bunch of work with and doing some events with them. Uh, they're out of Hawaii, deepgreengenetics.com. um I sell hemp seeds. So I, during the whole hemp boom, I was uniquely prepared for that because I'd been working with CBD on the you know, medical realm and, and benefit for patient side of things and had so when get- you say hemp seeds, you're you're selling C B D
0: seeds if people want to grow C B D. Yeah, yeah. C B D. Okay.
1: Um and I'm working at even at industrial level so that there can be large, large we've produced hundreds and hundreds of pounds of seeds, um, to support a larger industry that can can do
0: more than C B D, you know, so that we can have a fiber or, uh, so you've been able to work with other phenotypes and genotypes of hemp, not yeah, just yeah. CBD dominant, smaller bushes. You're talking about about the taller stalks with more fiber.
1: Both, yeah, and both. And even ones, tall, fibrous stalks that have enough CBD in them to make them marketable, like dual crossable awesome. use. How much percentages are you finding in those kinds of uh, strains? You'd, you'd be surprised. I mean, we're seeing it all the way up into like 8 and 12%. CBD. amazing yeah it's just just less of it less flower matter of different um, terpene content or it's, or similarly desirable um you'd be so i mean like there's a lot of variation in those but still i think if you wanted to find a smokable like of those or something that had flavor it's definitely in the mix um and that's what the, the cbd line i'm working is called wolf hemp w-u-l-f hemp and uh yeah, so I've been I've been working on all these lines and just kind of the CBD thing happened. I was uniquely prepared and positioned for it, and that now it's it's still just happening. The bubble kind of burst, but the benefits are still there. And I like I believe in the plant. I know it's going to happen. I know hemp is is you know always going to be relevant and necessary. So,
0: well, you know, like crypto, there's probably different bubbles, and especially in the fact that uh, you know, God willing. The uh, benefits of this beautiful plant are continuing to be revealed throughout the world and people like you will be necessary to uh, have their knowledge be utilized. And, you know, as we know, there is plenty of knowledge in the rest of the world, even in the areas, you know, people who've been doing this for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, so this is nothing new and uh, what many call alternative, we call original. Yeah, uh, Miles. Is there anything else that you want to bring up? Because I feel like you're into so much. I just want to shed light on the good things that you're contributing to our world. You're let incredible. me ask, let me ask you a question real quick. What is your contribution to our world?
1: I mean, I'm a I'm an advocate for the plant. I'm just here to help people. You know, like I'm I'm blessed with like really good family and really good people in my life. So I'm like I'm here to like what good is all this abundance I have if I'm not out there like trying to help other people get where they need to be and like there's a balance there to be had between like your own boundaries and, and like who you can what you can do for who and all that so I'm yeah I'm just like here to help you know so I'm doing I like there's a big educational factor with all this living soil like there's it's, it's not just the kind of thing like there's the <clears throat> I always say the truth is in the craft which, which is like when you learn something really well you like it's a craft beyond an art and you, you like understand what you're, what you're, <clears throat> it's the difference between like painting something and knowing all about what you just painted, you know? Like, so mm. I, don't know, I got the fermented plant extracts, which like came from a place of understanding, like, and knowing what's going on and how to do it. So ferment I got the ganja seeds. We should taste good.com has a whole clothing line that goes with it.
0: I'd be wearing my shirt, but I I I made it too small in the dryer. I need a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you more, then. You get you more shirts. Man, I'll but send yeah, you
1: another. Farm's not farm I shirt. I be wearing one shirt, but that's the brand. Right there. So, all oh, You look together. good. You look good. Give thanks, bro. We're both and wearing we'll, blue. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, give thanks to the platform and just the opportunity to share and be here, man. I love what you're doing, and uh, I really oh, appreciate this opportunity.
0: You know, I um, I'm grateful to uh, be connected to good people who are doing great things, great people who are doing great things. And, you know, we're all human and we all learn from mistakes. You know, if 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 we are um, if we're uh, wise enough to learn from our, uh, you know, lessons and uh, accept them as blessings. And, uh, you know, I see you out here. Obviously, we 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 share different circles and and, and, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm grateful for your work. I remember before I knew you that Nicotine was like, yo, you got to know Miles on the Western Slope. I feel like you guys would gel and I see why he says that. So salute um, both of y'all and uh, definitely build the soils. Been repping you guys. You work hard and I see why, you know, and and, um, obviously you know the pictures and the and the feedback and the results from people posting their their uh, successes. That speaks volumes, and so I'm 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 grateful to be able to provide any sort of platform to to shed some li- more light on your uh your work. So keep it up, and uh, you know if if there's anything else that you know if, is there anything at all when you're walking around in this world, you're like man, I really wish people knew this. You know it, this would be a great time to share that. <laughs> man give thanks
1: i i mean i've been listening to a lot of reggae and the midnight von benjamin man the words of von benjamin have been really powerful to me lately and really touching home you know so I, i'd give people anybody who's into reggae give them give midnight a uh, von benjamin a try you know it's, it's lyrical and like poetic. rest in peace yeah rest in peace is very powerful vibes and um so that's that's one thing i like always i'm feeling like i wish people could kind of feel this music and understand it or not understand like but under like feel it the way i'm feeling or feel it in their heart the way in a positive way like that so man let them let the like like music move you in a positive way is a very powerful you know the sound the the world is changed by a powerful sound you know so like it's happening So like give thanks for your efforts in the music world i've always been really like into traveling with bands and following my own thing and I love it so help like I hope people find help in music mm. so the, the plant is out there to help and the plant and music just happen to go really well together you know <laughs> like <laughs> so ganja and music is a blessing I was just at a little music festival last weekend I saw Nick tea. I was, this is was greatest. yeah it was a good vibes so um so yeah like little um you know I'm, I'm at a
0: loss for words now. Give thanks, bro. <laughs> all love, all love. Definitely uh, great music and um, mid- midnight here, Becca. And uh, yeah, you know, we're vibrational beings. I've been posting on the Gorilla Hiller Instagram and the Farms Not Farms Instagram. We've been having different posts go on just sharing you know, different sound healing journeys that you can just go listen to and level up real quick or however long you want. We've been sharing different information about cymatics. You can look it up, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. It's basically the science behind observa- uh observational study of what sound affects on matter, more or less. And so being that we're all vi- vibrational beings, you know, where energy, sound affects us. How I talk affects me and affects you. And what I hear affects me and, you know, puts me in a a state of being, a state of consciousness. And at any given time, you know, i could be like, yo, and raise that vibration real quick into something a little more, perhaps stressful. And then at any given time, take a nice deep breath and balance out the vibe and all of that, you know, even if I take a deep breath where I'm like, that's way different frequency than if I take a deep breath where I'm just nice and smooth and easy. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, so I've been realizing this and, um, and music is, is, you know, it's a huge, uh, it's, it's a huge piece of proof, you know, that listening to different types of music can make us feel different ways. And reggae is great. If you haven't heard it yet, I was about to send you, a link right before the show. And I was like, I won't confuse him yet, <laughs> but uh, Ernest Wranglin, the great, the great uh, Jamaican uh, reggae guitarist. If you love guitar and you love jamming and you love reggae and you want to hear somebody just wow, Ernest Wranglin just released a brand new EP called Into the Rain. And I was just listening to the first song is fire. And there's a few more songs. So definitely more good vibes coming your way. And uh, and feel free to send me some of your fa- favorite uh music from midnight k beck uh, uh the solo stuff and um yeah man grateful for you and as always um shout out to buildersoil.com as always subscribe to the farms not farms podcast on spotify and apple music and definitely remember all the archived episodes if they didn't make it to spotify or apple and you want to see more, check out farmsnotfarms.org they're all there and uh as always, last but not least, let's share the miracle of life and take a deep breath together I'm on the count of three. One, two, three. It's good to be alive with y'all. And uh, until next time, I appreciate love. Vibes. Thank you for listening to the Farms Not Farms podcast, brought to you by Guerrilla Healer. If you want to watch the full episode, plus behind the scenes footage, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com burntmd and subscribe to the Farms Not Farms podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, BuildTheSoil.com, for all of your organic soil amendment needs. As always, be well.